So turn to 1 John chapter 3, because you are a revivalist, and you need something to stay revived about to go give. You can't give what you don't have. So 1 John chapter 3, uh, Barry, do you have us our song? Could you find that? Oh, this man is on. He's, all, he's like Alabama power. He's always on. Praise God. If he's not, Jacob steps in. Praise God. <laughs> oh, let's read chapter 3, verse 1 and 2 together. Ready? Read. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, and we shall see him as he is. Verse 1, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. I'm, we're, gonna, we're drilling this little song in all of us. This is the word. Don't make me sing this, Barry. I didn't tell him about it. And Jacob did it last week. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. That we should be called the sons of God. this song someday. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. That we should be called the sons of God. That we should be called the sons of God. Hallelujah. Got it in us. It's an important truth. It's an amazing truth. You know, Coach Saban says this every year, especially after a national championship or a near miss or whatever. But he gets everybody up and gets in their face and says, this team hadn't done anything. Last year's team went all the way, but this year's team hadn't done anything. 
And remember that you and I, even though you've come from the depths of wherever you were, but when you were a sinner and nominal and lukewarm and all that, we've come so far. How many of y'all would say amen, I've come so far? Yet, yet, you've got to get up every day saying, I hadn't got anything. I got to start brand new. I got to tap into the, there's no coasting in the kingdom. I told y'all about that man that we went to the Larry Lee conference years and years ago. And a, and, a, and a man that had been a deacon in a church was at that conference and he got born again. He'd been, he'd been a deacon 40 years and he got born again in that conference. You just, you just never know what's really going on uh, in people's lives. So um, Jesus said, it's the truth that you know that'll set you free. The truth never set anybody free. It's the truth that they knew that set them free. And our job, our ministry, our whole passion here is to set men free. We, we're not doing it by therapy and electroshock and all that stuff. We're putting the truth in. And it's real easy to say, you know, I'm pretty free. I've been set free. Look around. I'm freer than them, and I'm freer than them, and I don't do that anymore and all that. And to say I'm free. But in the truth of it, the reality of, of being a son of God, we got some freeing to do and freeing to have yet. We're not there. So it's a constant pull to do. Um, I, that example that uh, Eric used about the talents this morning. Yeah, you're doing real good. I had a man uh, one time that said, uh, he said, well, yeah, we got a church of 2,000 here. We think we're doing pretty good. And I said, really? In a, in a, in a city of a million people, a church of 2,000 is doing pretty good? Yeah, that's pretty good in Seagraves, Texas, where I came from, where there's only 2,300 people. But in Joaquin, Texas, a, a, a town that had about 4,700 people, they had a church of 6,000. So 2,000 might not be so pretty good in a, in a city of, two, of, a, of a million people. So it's not really relative to what you're feeling or what's looking around. It's relative to what God's got on your life. And he's got some things on our life. And to whom much is given, much is required. But to whom much is required, much is given. So there's a lot here. So we're all breaking out. I'm a free man in so many ways. But here's the truth. When you're truly free, you act different. When you're truly free, you may say you're free, but if you're really free, you will act different than a man that's not free. A man that's in jail, he doesn't act like the man that's been sprung, that's out. He's going in the grocery store, he's going to the movies, he's, you know, he's going boating, fishing, whatever. The man in jail, he's walking down six feet, turning around and walking back six feet in that cell. So when you're free, you act different than someone that's not free. Bound men saying they're free, but acting bound are not free. You say you're on fire. You say you got it inside. You say nothing's holding you back. You say you've whooped the devil. Then you'll act like it. You can't act like you're bound in the pew. Can't give. Can't do. Don't have time to help. Don't, you know, I'm not talking about y'all, but I'm talking about the denominational, the religious world saying that they're free. We've tapped out the kingdom. We've done all there is to do where well, there's no further to go. We, we love God all there is to love and they're bound as they can be. And we must not fall into that complacency. We must not fall into that place where we say we're free men and be bound up because Jesus said the blind lead the blind and they both fall in the ditch. Amen. So today is my day to choose to be free. 
Not tomorrow, you know, not when I get busy, not get so busy, or when we have a three, another three-day week. Today is the day of salvation. And Jesus, I, I'm sort of expecting him to break open the sky in the morning. Would it change what you did? Would you water those plants in the backyard if you knew this was your last 24 hours? Just let them toast. Is that right? There's a lot of stuff we'd let toast. I'm cutting my life back right now. I am, Debbie and I are cutting back so we can be available to the kingdom. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying we have to discern our season. Issachar knew what time it was, what season it was, and we all got to figure out what season it really is. Just because your folks retired and went to the lake and played golf and you said, I'm going to be just like daddy, might not be your lot. This exception generation that's never going to die, we may not make it to 85 years old and sit on the rocking chair and, and you know, play with our, our grandkids and throw the stick to the dog. We may be having to do the kingdom in a way that had never been done because Jesus is coming back. Amen. Well, I want to do it like Daddy did it. You know, we're just, you shouldn't have been born in that generation. But Daddy died and you were never going to die. How many of y'all are going up with me? <laughs> well, what if he didn't come for 20 years? Well, we'll be older. <laughs> we'll just be older. And who says you have to quit at 80 or 90 or 100? I'm staying till we go. I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't have a burial plot. Hadn't bought that thing. Hadn't got any pre-service arrangements. <laughs> if I got any wicked kin folks, you know, I'm, I'm not willing anything to them. Praise God. Turn to Romans chapter 8. I got a few minutes here. I'm gonna, we had a lot going on this morning. We don't have a certain schedule. If we get to preach, we preach. And if we don't, we just do something just as fun and just as good. But we don't pass it up if we get a chance. Praise God. Chapter 8 of Romans. Look in this verse 14. Are y'all ready to submit to the word of God that tells you who you are? Are you willing to submit, which means I will change when I see the truth? It says, I will change my mind when I see the truth, that I will discontinue living a lie when I see the truth. Are you just going to say, I love the lie. I'm not changing no matter what they say. No matter what it says, I'm, going to, I'm not changing. Well, you, you're just not going to fit here. I hate to say it, but we're all moving on. And, you know, when, when there's a stampede and a herd of cattle, the best thing you can do is, is move. Get in the stampede you, to stop and say, I don't want to stampede. You're going to be gored from 72 directions. You got to just get up and run. In River Church, we're on the flow. <laughs> I said, we're moving. And so stampede has happened. Look what it says in verse uh, 14 of chapter 8. We looked at this last week. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, who are they? They are the sons of God. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us that we should be called the sons of God. Well, now that we're the sons of God, which is an amazing thing to be called the son of God, it, the Bible says it took the love of God to make that transfer. The love of God, you, did not, you just didn't say, you know, I believe I'll just adopt over to him. It took the love of God to move you out of the, the family of the devil and move it into the family of God. We are blessed, y'all. We're just, it's just immeasurable. I was reading or listening to the parable of the, of the servant that owed his master much, and his master said, get yourself in here. 
I see in the books that you owe a bunch of stuff. We're selling you and your family. We're taking you to the debtor's farm, and you stay there until you pay all. And the Bible says that the man just begged and pleaded and say, oh, well, have patience, and I will pay all. And the king let him go. But the servants noticed that he went down the road and found somebody that owed him just a little dab. And he grabbed him around the neck and said, I'm sending you to the debtor's farm because you owe me. And the man said, please have mercy on me and I will pay all. But he would not. And so the Bible says the master called him in and said, what is this? I forgave you of much and you would not forgive another of little. We've been forgiven of much. We've been, we've been set free and we've been set free to set others free. Not just to be free, but to set captives free. Well, how are you going to set them free? Are you going to go down and be, be a bail bond company? What are you going to do? You know, go down and sell and put hacksaw blades in the, in, the, in, the, in the tomato sandwich that you send in there? No, we're going to set them free by the word of God. Hey, <laughs> Amen. Uh, where are we? We're in verse 15, I think. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Let's say that, Abba, Father. Now, only a son can do that. Only a son has a father. In 1953, I made, I made Walter Ray Billings a father. He had never been one of those. But I busted him out of the fatherless, not being a you know, and, and I made him a father. Well, we're sons. Behold what manner of love the Father hath given unto us that we should be called the sons of God. That's an extreme nomenclature. That's an extreme term to call mere creation sons. You don't call a dog or a cat son. Some probably do. And we've heard this, you know, we've heard furry son, furry, we've heard things, but the truth is it's, it's not happening. And y'all, it's weird when it does. Praise God. And if children, then heirs. Excuse me, verse 16. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit. Say, he's in here. Bearing witness to who I am. So you know it's not an intellectual thing. It's not a thing that says, well, show me the paperwork or show me what happened. There's something inside that says, you know, I know that. We know we're sons. We know we have a father. We, we, there's a kindredness inside that isn't something you can look at a paperwork and you can do a formula. There's something inside that said when we hear that we're sons, we go, you know, I, I know that. It's not just platonic. It's not just uh, uh, outward. It's not just a relationship that's, uh, that's symbiotic. It's, it's he's my father, and I want to be his son. And it compels us to do things. It compels you to tithe. It compels you to be kind. It compels you to go to trouble, to, to do and have for people that there's no possible uh, way they can repay you because we're sons, we're witnessed inside. And, and we get past it, but then next week, here it comes back. He's my father, and I want to honor and respect him. It says in verse 17, And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God, heirs of God, point to yourself, heir of God. How can that be? This is, this is powerful here. Heir of God. I know we all say, well, yeah, we're all in the family and God's our father. I know we say that. 
it's a mimicking, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a repetition, but to get to grips with it inside changes your life. To get it off the surface and get it inside, he is my father and I'm an heir of God, an heir. In other words, I'm in the will, I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the everything he's got is mine. Remember when the, elder, when the father told the elder son in the prodigal story, he said, what's up, son? All that I have is thine. That's who we are. And so here we are. He's our father. He cares about us. It changes all that bad theology about God did bad things to somebody to straighten them out. Because fathers don't do that, and we know it. Bad fathers do it. They can do it, but not God fathers, not people that are like God. And then it says in verse uh, 18, I reckon, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us for the earnest expectation of the creature, literally the creation, the earnest expectation of creation waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. So there's something going on out there where creation is affected by us not coming into position. That when we come into position, creation will get relief. Everything's tore up by the devil. Everything's tore up by things being out of order. Everything is tore up and, and in discontent because we're not in our place. And when we, the sons of God, get into our place and say... I am a righteous son of God. Well, what'd you do so good? No, he made me a son. I wasn't good before I was born, were you? You don't know. Nobody was or wasn't. You just were made a son or a daughter. And everybody was so proud. Praise God, we've been made the righteousness of God. And so we've been made these sons, and the, and the creation is saying, do it. Do it. Enforce the will of the Father on earth. Do it. Believe the word. Do it. Take authority over the devil. Take authority over storms and tornadoes and hurricanes. And take authority over the plagues of, of uh, Zika, Zippa, mosquito things, and bubonic plague, and Take authority over, stop it, please. Because if you don't, there is nothing to hold it back. The creation is earnestly wanting us to come into play, to manifest, to be revealed, to be shown forth is what the word means, as the sons of God. There's a responsibility as a son, but there's an authority and a power as a son. And there's nothing like us that's ever been. Jesus is the only example, one individual, that gives us a demonstration of who we are. You go, yeah, we could be sort of like him, exact copies, duplicates, exactly as him. First John chapter 4 says, as he is, so are we in the world. Not someday, well, when we all get to heaven, you know, we're all going to be better. Right now, we're better. Right now, it's working. Well, why come it's not happening? How come, you know, it's because we don't know. Because when you know, you change into what you know. Some men get married and act like single men still. 
they don't know they're married. You know, it's like, well, yeah, I know I'm married. Yeah, literally and figuratively and, and soulishly you do, but you, do, you hadn't taken hold inside. We got to take hold, church. I'm an old sinner saved by grace. That is a damnable doctrine. It is a lie from the pit of hell. It means you are a bastard child. You don't know who your father is. Truth. Behold what manner of love the Father hath given unto us that we should be, that we should be called the sons of God. And we like to say, well, we're all children of God. You know, everybody's children. I'm a son of God himself. Clear the room. It's my day. Walk into there. There's 7 billion people alive now and been bunches that have passed on. So there's a lot of folks that have been in the earth, human beings that God has given the opportunity to be his sons. But I'm so special, you're so special that I can walk into his presence all by myself. Don't need anybody to vouch for me. You know, okay, the courier sent the note in. You can go in now and we think it'll be okay. Go in there on my own. This is Michael. Father says, I know who it is. I birthed him my very own self into my kingdom. He is my family. Nobody else around. Not just included because there's a bunch of other folks. Just you or just me. Sons of God. Amazing. So when we know we are, we act like we are. You, you people are crazy-eyed in how you act compared to religious folks already. There's some things you know Lay hands on the sick, they shall recover, says who? The Son of God said it, so the sons of God do it. So we just step up, just wild-eyed, and go out there and lay hands on people with our whole reputation on the line. And just say, I'm fixing to put my hand on you and speak some things, and it's fixing to be different for you. It will be changed. It will not be the same. This is the last day of this trouble you're going to have. Because the Son of God, the Son, a Son of God is in the room being manifested, being revealed, being brought forth. That's a little different than saying all God's children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but be thy will. We know the Father. I said that we know the Father. We do know the, we know the Father. So, the manifestation of the sons of God. Not just Jesus, not, not him coming back. Not the kind of get-along doormat Christians that we've seen all over the world. That's not the manifestation of the sons of God. Not uh, uh, those Christians that are, oh, what is that? Have a form of godliness, but deny the power. That's not the manifestation of the sons of God. Y'all come to our potluck. That's what I was raised in. That's what I did. Invited my friends. We're having macaroni and, and chicken fried tonight, and you know, and we're gonna play dominoes after. You can come, come to our church, and here's what we said: We're Christians, but you'll like us because we act just like you. That's what we were trying to convey to them. We're not weird. We're not. We're not strange. We're not powerful. We're just like you. Come in here and play dominoes, and you'll find out we're just like you. But we're going to heaven, and you should go to heaven too. Has nothing to do with this world. Just go to heaven. Lock that thing up. I get a button when you sign up. You know, you get fifty dollars, and I get fifty dollars, or sort of thing, <laughs> like Dish does. You know, that's why I'm talking to you. I'm already in, but I want you to get in so that I can get my belt, you know, get the bullet over here. All this stuff going on when really God's saying, you know, I've come. Jesus said, I've come that they might have life on earth 
and have it to the full, have it to the overflow. And we ought to have some sun swagger. You know what sun swagger is? When you go to work for a company or whatever, it doesn't matter how talented you are, how recommended you are, what your resume says. The boss is old and he's looking for someone in their place and you go, you know, I could step into this company and I could, this could be mine. But then you go for the interview and, and the boss there saying, glad to have you, Jack. I want you to be, feel, feel comfortable. Oh, here's my son right here. And, he, and you look at him and this kid doesn't know anything about anybody anywhere, but he's the son. And he's over there just whatever, whatever, whatever. You're not going to get around him. He's the son. He's got a swagger about it that says, I don't have to do anything. Be, be, you can't get around the son. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Well, you can't get around us. We don't always do right. I'm talking about the body of Christ. We, we, don't, we don't always. We don't even know who we are. Sometimes we say we're servants of God. That's, a, that's not true. We're sons that serve, but we're not servants. I'm a son. And I have a swagger about me. And when the devil comes in and says, you are nobody from nowhere, I just pull out my ID card that says, I am a son of God. Smack him back. Because he has nothing to show. He is the reject. He's the lawless one. He's the renegade that got kicked out. And I am a son of God. So cancer has to go. Are y'all here? I'm not talking about telling you something you don't already know. You know all this. This is all plain, but we hadn't lived it yet. And until we know it, we won't do it. People that know do what they know. If they don't do what they say they know, they don't know what they say they know. I know I'm going to heaven. A lot of Christians that I know hope they're going to heaven. They don't know if they're sons or not. Jesus said, I want you to go to heaven because where, where, I want you to be where I am. So there's, it's a slam dunk. Father wants us to be where he is. That's how come we know we're going to heaven. Wherever he is, he wants us to be with him. People that don't know if they're going to heaven don't know the Father. They don't know that they're sons. Jesus said in John, he said, the, the works that I do, what did he say? The works that I do shall you do also. Isn't that what he said? And greater works than these shall ye do because I go to the Father. In another place it says, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Point to yourself and say, son, son nothing, nothing is impossible to you. to you. Now that's the truth. I know you said it and you said it like you believe it, but believing it means that you will do it. So we're changing the tempo here. We're up in the ante here. It's if you're going to be in the poker game and you're going you're gonna to call or whatever you do, you're going to have to put another chip in. I don't, I don't play poker, but I, I know they, they call and they put a chip in. And it's going to take another chip to go around. <laughs> Because dead people are going to come around, and we need you. We need you, Pam. We need you, Lawrence. We need to say, listen, Madison, I am busy over here. Would you go raise them from the dead? And she goes, sure. Yeah, I'm off this afternoon. Why not? Can't go till 3.30. It won't matter. They've been dead an hour. It won't matter. Another two hours won't matter. Raised up is raised. Y'all think this is funny? But I'm telling you the news before it happens. I'm telling you that they that get ready get to do what they got ready for. 
So there's just a narrow bunch. Narrow is the gate. Narrow is the way. The, we can go to the ten virgins and say, well, five ran out of oil because they didn't believe that what was coming was going to really come. And we are pumping that oil. Boys and girls, we are pumping that oil right now. We are getting ready and everything looks fine. Everything looks good. What are we getting ready for? That's what the Marines do. They train and train and train because they know one day everything depends on what they got in. The Olympian that goes around the track, if they didn't go around a track all those days and months and years, they're not going to make it to the end of the track first. And we know that. So I wrote this down. I got this. First comes revelation. You got to see it. You can't just figure it out. You can't just say, you know, I heard from Joe over here that, that, uh, that God wanted us to raise people from the dead. No, you've got to have a revelation. It's got to come down inside of you. Uh, Jesus asked uh, Peter, says, but who do you say that I am? He said, well, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but what? My father, which is in heaven. We've got to have some father revealing stuff. I am a son. Sons do everything the fathers do. That's, you're not a true son. You're some sort of orphan hybrid if you don't get everything the father has. Even the prodigal came back and said, I don't deserve anything. And the father says, you're a son. We cut you in. So you've been a bad son. You've been naughty. You hadn't been doing right. It doesn't matter. You're still a son. When they read the will, they cut you in. The good servant, the one that's been there for 40 years serving, we're going to throw him a bone. We're going to send him off, uh, you know, with a little bit of here. But the inheritance goes to the sons. We're sons. Praise God. We're going to be ticked, some, some of us, that who gets into heaven and gets a place at the table. It's like, you, you were smoking it till yesterday. You were, you were, you were selling it and smoking it and, and, and saying this word and throwing little old ladies off the bridge and you're up here? Yeah. Back a few years before, I, I became a son. <laughs> no way. Yeah, back slid bad, but here I am, a son. <laughs> it's going to tick a lot of religious folks off to see those guys up there. It's going to chap them. And little old lady grandmothers that kept their grand sugars and just, you know, helped everything. But, and we're in the church, but never got born again. We're all around it. We're all over it, but never made Jesus the Lord of their life. Never connected and got regenerated inside. They will be with the mass murderers. They'll be with the reprobates, the lawless. They'll be with the devil in hell. You go, that's not fair. The rules, the currency of heaven is Jesus. It's not works. You want to play? You got to pay. How do you pay? It's in Jesus' bucks. You make him the Lord of your life. Good works only come after that. Nothing pays. Nothing gets you in until you have Jesus. Everybody knows that. But that's what you can tell people because they want the currency of good works. I've tried to be good. I've been, you know, and I've, I haven't hurt anybody in a long time. And I think Jesus will let me in. Now, that's what they do in Mexico. But we're in France or we're in and we don't take that money here. Hallelujah. First of all, is revelation. Then comes demonstration. Say, I am a demonstrator. And then f after that, now you're not going to be excited about this one. To, to, to be a real revivalist, you've got to be able to endure persecution. 
Because once you demonstrate, you're going to attract some junk. You, it, the junk's going to chase you, and you can't whine and cry and give it up. You'll be worse than the guy that says, I'm not going, if you say I'll go and then don't go. So you got to go, and you got to say, I'm going to put up with some junk. I'm going to let them talk about me, my kin folks, my family, my job. I'm going to, you know, Eric started a Bible study out at Coral. Don't think that everybody's excited about it now that there's not going to be some flack come down the track. I'm not trying to prophesy that. I'm just saying once you stick Jesus out there, the devil is attracted to it. And so there's going to be some trouble. Uh, uh, remember that place. We won't go there because it's late. But John in cha chapter 6 of John where Jesus talks about his body and his blood and everybody freaks out and says, that's weird. That's cannibalism. We're not doing that. And the Bible says that, that it was a hard saying and that many left and never returned. And Jesus turned to them and the 12 and said, okay, are y'all in or out? It's, it's cut, cut fish time. And they said, where would we go? You alone have the words of life. Y'all, this is a hard saying. To be a son of God is a hard saying. You got people that you know that are born again, that that would be a hard saying to, to take them this tape. They would say, yeah, that's nice. It's a little radical. It's a little off in this area or that. But it's, you know, I... This is hard when you take it where Jesus took it. Okay. How many of y'all ready to go up another level? We've got to have revelation. How many of you want revelation? I want to know who I am, Lord. I want a thorough background check. Am I a son of God or am I just some orphan that slipped in the door and joined the church? Lots of people are not going to get to go to heaven because they joined the church. And they went down there and said, yeah, I want to join the church. And they said, well, sign this up and you'll get our newsletter on third Thursdays. You're in. Lots of Catholics think they're in. They're not in. Lots of Mormons think they're in. They're not in. Had a Jehovah Witness work on my sink this last week. And I was telling him all about healing. I was... <laughs> He's, he said, you're a minister. And I said, yeah, and we do. And I told him the whole story about healing, about Colin getting healed and about everything. He said, well, I'm JW. You know, I'm just thinking, what's JW? Who's that? <laughs> Jehovah Witness, of course. He said, we don't believe. So I asked him this. I said, okay, you got two daughters and the third one just came. You don't believe. You're Jehovah Witness. You don't believe in healing. But comes a situation where the doctor says, there's no hope for this middle baby. It's no trouble. There's no, but you've got my brochure of healing room, and you've heard me say five testimonies. I gave him five of where God had demonstrated healing in my life personally. So are you going to stick with your doctrine and let your baby die? Or are you going to call Tuscaloosa Healing Center and that man that had the broke sink? And you know, he was a committed JW. But he looked at me and he said, that's a hard question. I'm not even going to think about it. He let his baby go. I mean, he, he, he's, he's holding her over the edge so that he can be true blue. He said, we believe this and we believe that, that this passed away and, you know, all that junk that that religion does. You and I got to stand at the door and we got to rescue that baby. You know, now it was hypothetical, of course, but there's going to come that time where we got to rescue people. 
And the, the way to do that is you have had a revelation. I know I'm going to heaven, and it's not because I have a certificate. I have revelation. Do you all have revelation about that? I have revelation. How do you know? How can you be sure? You know, it's just a book, and men wrote, you know, how do you know? I know he witnessed it down in here that I will be with him. Then comes demonstration. If you believe it, do something. If you don't do something, then your believing is incomplete. And you can believe a lot of stuff, but don't say you believe that if you won't demonstrate that. Well, I'm saying, I've been saying I believe a lot of stuff that hasn't been in my life. But I'm up. I'm in. I'm over. How about you? Let's stand up. Let's make a declaration. Praise God. Praise God. Now, are y'all going to lay hands on the sick then, until they recover? Yes. Are you going to speak to the mountain and tell it to move and, and not doubt in your heart, but believe those things which you say shall come to pass yeah. till the mountain moves? Yes, in Jesus' name. I'm a Jesus man. Are you a Jesus person? Hallelujah. I'm in. I'm in. These last days are critical. So let's raise a hand and say, Father in heaven, I am your son right now with all my baggage, all my past, all my stuff, all my thinking. I am a son. Thank you. I have benefits from being a son, and I exercise them now. I take hold of sonship, and I'll never let it go. I am powerful because you are. I am loving because you are. I am compassionate because you are. Everything you are, I am in the earth right now. Strengthen us, Lord. Boldness, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The truth you know sets you free. Anybody feel a little better right now? Hallelujah. Praise God. It's 5 after 12. The Baptists are already in. <laughs> Amen. I pray for you. If you have anything going on, let me come up here and we'll, we'll, we'll work.